Hi, this is Melissa with Mix In Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. Thanks so much for being here. It is almost Valentine's Day. It's about a week away, and I thought it would be fun to talk about Valentine's Day at the Disney parks. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get to spend Valentine's Day at Disneyland a couple years ago. I'm going to tell you about that in a bit. Um, Valentine's Day is not my favorite holiday, so I don't really go all out for it, but my kids love it. And so early on in our marriage, my husband and I kind of decided to just celebrate it as a family and not really... A couple's holiday and so that's kind of what we've done so we don't have a special Valentine's date that we go on or anything like that we just celebrate it as a family so on Valentine's Day I'll put up a couple little paper hearts stick them on the cabinets things like that and then we do a special Valentine's dinner sometimes we'll light candles try to make it fancy and we get each of the kids a little box of chocolates you know those little heart-shaped ones and we get our girls a little trinkety toy, uh, you know, something, just something little. Our boys, we used to get them something little too, but it's hard to find something little for teenagers. And so they usually end up with like a $10 gift card to Wendy's or McDonald's, and they are thrilled to death with that. So we just celebrate it as a family, and it is the one time of year that I will pull out my chocolate fountain and use it. So we have this chocolate fountain, and the kids obviously adore it but it is the biggest pain in the butt to clean Ugh. so I've told them we will do it once a year on Valentine's Day so we pull out the chocolate fountain go to town and it's amazing when the kids were little we used to strip them down just to their underwear because they would make such a mess covered in chocolate it's the perfect Valentine's Day so that's how we'll be spending our Valentine's Day it's gonna be fun All right, Valentine's Day at the Disney parks doesn't go unnoticed by Disney, but they definitely don't go all out like they do for Halloween or the holidays. So if you are at any of the Disney parks during Valentine's Day, you can expect to see some heart decorations here and there. Um, At Disneyland, they put the, you know, the big Mickey floral arrangement the Mickey head at the entrance. They have a heart-shaped floral arrangement around that that you can take pictures by, but it's definitely not going to be an in-your-face Valentine decorations everywhere kind of situation. It's subtle, but it's definitely there, which makes it kind of fun. Now, obviously, all of this was pre-COVID. It kind of remains to be seen what will happen this Valentine's Day, but in the past they've had little photo ops set up that you could take pictures by for Valentine's Day. You can always get a picture by the castle, which is kind of fun, especially if you could hit it at sunset. That would be perfect. When we were there, they had little signs that the photographers had for people to hold. It said, you know, Valentine's Day in the year and had a picture of Mickey and Minnie on it, which were pretty cute. So I appreciated that they tried to make it a little more special than a normal day to be there at Valentine's Day. Now, it wouldn't be Valentine's Day without yummy food, right? So Disney does some extra special Valentine-themed treats. They have, 
you know, their sugar cookies and they'll frost them in pink and red and same with the cupcakes, but they usually put out a few specialty items that are just available for the week or so around Valentine's Day. Often they will put out a Valentine's Day treat guide. I don't know about this year, but they've done that in the past. So when we were there for Valentine's Day, then they had a chocolate covered strawberry beignet, which was good, but I would have probably just gone with the normal beignet. It's always fun to try their specialty flavors, but I preferred the normal one. They also had this strawberry cheesecake. They called it the funnel of love. So it was a strawberry cheesecake funnel cake that was really yummy. I put a picture of it on my blog. I'll have to put a link to it. Make sure you keep an eye out for the Valentine themed treats. They're pretty fun. They also will have a little bit of Valentine themed merchandise here and there. Not a ton, but we found a couple of cute pinkish pillows, things like that. They'll have some little trinkety things. So keep an eye out for Valentine merchandise if you're interested in that. In years past, Disneyland had a mini scavenger hunt. So you can search for the parks for special Valentines that Minnie has hidden for Mickey. It's pretty cute. The game board and stickers cost about $7, and you can buy your Minnie Mouse Valentine scavenger hunt at a few different locations. Just ask a cast member, and then you can hunt around the parks and spot little Valentines that Minnie has hidden for Mickey. Now, if you want to make your Valentines extra special at Disneyland, consider signing up for the Disneyland After Dark Sweethearts Night. So this is a special event, extra, of course. You'll pay extra to go. But it's a special event that features fireworks and dancing and character greetings and photo ops and special food. And you get after hours access to the Disney parks. Plus they give you a little sweet keepsake a little I think it's a some chocolate covered strawberries I don't know they've changed it in years past so guests are encouraged to dress their magical best whatever that means to you I haven't ever been but my friend went and she told me all about it she said that some of the photo ops that they had set up were absolutely amazing they had um like the boat that Ariel and Eric ride in during the kiss the girl scene and so they have a backdrop all set up like that so you can sit in the boat they have a lantern scene from Rapunzel or Tangled sorry things like that that she said were absolutely amazing she did say the lines for the photo ops were long but they were worth it because those keepsake photos are so great she did say it was cold we almost went in 2020 right before the park shut down but I was worried about being cold I'm such a baby so we opted to go to the food and wine festival instead but it sounds like an amazing event it's usually I think it starts at nine and goes till about one in the morning so it'll be interesting to see if Disney brings it back after COVID but I hope they do when I was there for Valentine's Day back in 2019 I, wanted, I went with my two girls and my mother-in-law. It was a surprise trip, so my girls didn't know what was happening. My mother-in-law came over the morning we were leaving, and they were so surprised to see her, and she said, do you guys want to go to Disneyland? And the girls were like, uh, what? What's happening? Of course we do. So we jumped in the car, and we took them to Disneyland, and it was a really fun surprise. Um, I had made a reservation at Blue Bayou as kind of a special thing my girls had never eaten there before and I thought that would be a special valentine's treat and it was we had a great time 
the very best part of it all, my girls will tell you, and I actually agree, is we sprung for the extra money and got these glow-in-the-dark light-up ice cubes, and I think they were like $8 a piece. And I was like, ugh, that seems like a lot when I have to buy four of them. But they were so fun to have in our glasses. And it's pretty dark in the blue bayou, so it kind of lit up our table, and they changed colors. So they put this glowing ice cube in your glass, and it changes color. My girls thought it was the best. I actually thought they were pretty cool, too. So we all enjoyed them, and then we took them home with us, and my girls just held them the rest of the night and danced around with them, and they totally entertained them in lines, but they kept them so happy, and it was well worth the $8. And next time I go, I'll spring for it again, but it was very worth it, or... Maybe I'll bring my old ones. I hadn't thought of that. I saved them when we got home. I knew they would just lose them, so I saved them. I'll have to remember to bring them, and I can just put my own glowing ice cubes in our drinks. I'm so smart. Look at me saving money. That's perfect. Okay, that's what I'm doing. When we were there, it happened to be pouring, pouring rain. And I knew it was going to be rainy. It was very obvious in the forecast, and I don't want to be wet I don't want to be miserable and so we came very prepared we brought snow boots waterproof snow boots and I ordered these rain suits off Amazon I'll put a link to them I mean they're kind of ridiculous looking they look like hazmat suits but I just knew that for the amount of rain that was expected that a poncho was not going to do the job so We wore our regular tennis shoes, our regular clothes, but I packed snow boots and an extra pair of socks for everyone and our rain suits in my backpack and we just put the snow boots in a locker and sure enough, it started pouring rain a little bit before lunch. We had a lunch reservation at Blue Bayou and we whipped out our rain suits and we got some weird looks from people. I'm not going to lie. I'll put a picture of us. We look like we're embarking on a space exploration mission, honestly. But we put them on, and by the time we put them on, everybody around us was soaked to the skin, just drenched. And then we made our way back to the lockers. By the time we got, when it started raining, we were by the teacups. So we put on our rain suits, walked back to the lockers on Main Street. By the time we got there, our shoes and socks were completely soaked because tennis shoes in the rain are like sponges so luckily we had dry socks we put on our dry socks our snow boots and we just went tromping through the rain in our rain suits and we didn't even need an umbrella and at first we got some weird looks but after an hour people were miserable it just kept raining and raining and my girls were warm the rain suits kept us warm and dry and they were jumping in puddles and so happy but I felt so bad for all these people that had to leave the parks. They had no other choice. They were soaked to the skin. Shoes were wet. Their little ponchos just weren't cutting it. And they had to go home. But we had the best day because we were dry. And then there were super short lines. So thank goodness for the rain suits. We had lots of people stop us and tell us how smart we were. And it was worth it. We did have to go to lunch in our rain suits. So I'm wearing these rain, I mean, we took off our jackets, but we left the pants on and it's okay. It was so dark in there. No one could tell anyway, but it was well worth the extra $25 or something that I spent on Amazon and I would do it again in a heartbeat. I still bring them when I go to the parks if it looks like rain because it saved our butts. 
All right. Sorry I got off on a tangent about rain and Disney. I'm trying to talk about Valentine's Day. So I'm focused again. I'm on track. If you are looking for a romantic dinner at Disneyland for Valentine's Day, Blue Bayou is always a good choice. Or Napa Rose inside Disney's Grand California. There's also the Steakhouse 55 at the Disneyland Hotel that's a great choice. Really, there's so many options. If you do Blue Bayou, I'd request a table by the water. If you have only two or three people that let you do that, if you have a larger group, you can't sit by the water. Those are just smaller tables. Um, the Carthay Circle Lounge would also be an excellent choice. There's lots of options. Now, Valentine's Day at Disney World is has much of the same things, not this year because of COVID, but they have a lot more choices for romantic dinners. So many that I can't even list them. But if you are interested, just Google romantic dinners at Disney World and they'll give you like a hundred different options. There's stuff for every price range, so many choices, and I think that you really can't go wrong. They're all going to be amazing. Okay, I'm gonna take a quick break and when I get back, we're gonna talk about fantasy Disney dates. I'm super excited. I've had a lot of people submit their dream Disney dates and I can't wait to talk about them and I'm excited to share mine with you. It's going to be fun. I'll be right back. If you're heading on a Disney trip, you know how stressful it can be to plan everything out. There's so many different options. Should you park hop? Should you not? Which park should you go to? What time should you get there? Where should you eat? There's so much to consider and it can be overwhelming. I have a website that is dedicated to help you plan your Disney trips. I want to take the stress out of it for you so that you don't have to worry about it. You can just show up and enjoy. I also make custom Disney itineraries. So if you're heading to the parks, I can totally help you out. I can tell you what time to arrive at the parks, which park you should go to on which day to avoid crowds. I make up a step-by-step -step plan so that you know which ride to ride at what time to avoid waiting in long lines, avoid those Disney crowds that everyone hates so much. I can also make dining suggestions and help you figure out where you should sit for parades or what time you should arrive at the fireworks. All those things I will put in your plan. I also include things like rider swap and height limits on rides, things like that, that will be helpful for you as you're going through the parks to take the stress out. I'll plan the magic and you can live it. I will put a link to my custom Disney itineraries in the show notes and also my website, just so you can check out all the other tips and tricks and planning information that I have to help you with your magical vacation. So this is love. So this is what makes life I'm all alone And now I know And now I know I'll keep 
I am so excited to talk about fantasy dream Disney dates. Um, I had quite a few messages of people who were a little confused by the idea of a fantasy date. They were like, well, how many days can I be at the park? Or how much money could I spend? Or questions like that. I was like, it doesn't matter. It's your fantasy. Whatever you want goes. Dream big. Go big or go home, right? I had quite a few people talk about Disney cruises as being their fantasy date, which would be amazing. Nobody mentioned Disney Paris or anything like that or Disneyland Tokyo. Everybody talked about Disneyland mostly and a few Disney World. So I'm going to share some of my very favorite Disney fantasy dates with you that um, some of my followers and friends sent to me over the last couple of days. Magic with Kids said Disneyland without our kids, lol, which made me laugh. I agree. In my Disney fantasy date, my children are not there. <laughs> I love having them with me at Disney, but they are not part of my fantasy Disney date. Courtney Ann Shoup said, Definitely Disneyland with a dinner date to the Blue Bayou. Watching the fireworks from Matterhorn and Big Thunder Mountain, both my favorite rides at night. Finishing the night with cream cheese filled pretzels and a little shopping in downtown Disney. This sounds amazing. I have never tried the cream cheese filled pretzels. I didn't know, I don't even think I've heard of them. How is this a thing that I've missed? I am obsessed with pretzels. And who doesn't love cream cheese? So I have added this to my must-try list. I just need Disneyland to open and everything will be fine. A Beautiful Tomorrow said, Magic Kingdom, no line to Space Mountain, eat dinner at Belle's Castle, and stay the night at Cinderella's Castle. Oh my gosh, who wouldn't love to stay at Cinderella's Castle? That would be a dream come true and totally a fantasy Disney date. This is from Donuts and Dictators. Tammy says, stay at the Grand Californian breakfast buffet at Storytellers Cafe because being with someone you love means having all the bacon you can eat. Go on Guardians, Incredicoaster, Toy Story, and Soarin'. Go across to Disneyland. Lunch is at Riverbell Terrace and Cookie Butter Monkey Bread is dessert. Snack on all the classics, Dole Whips, popcorn, churros, blue milk. Ride Rise of the Resistance, even though I technically haven't been on it, it sounds awesome. Go on all the mountains, Haunted Mansion and Mr. Toad. Fall asleep and deny it happened during Pirates. Have a reservation for Phantasmic or Fireworks for the best seat in the house. Be so tired at the end of the day, but know you just hit perfection with your favorite person. I love that one. This sounds like the perfect day. And fall asleep on Pirates. I love it. I've never fallen asleep on Pirates, but I have on it's a small world but i could see myself falling asleep on pirates all right my friend tia fowles says i'd stay in the apartment above pirates have the park all to ourselves for the day eat at steakhouse 55 for dinner and take a carriage ride around the park at dark while fireworks go off above the castle and then tinkerbell would fly over and drop churro toffee and marshmallow wands from the sky this sounds incredible <laughs> I will join you because you didn't mention who you were going with, Tia, so I'm assuming that it's me. Shanna Q. Jones said, Disneyland, then Animal Kingdom in Orlando. I know they're far away, but those are the best parks, in my opinion. I would get beignets and the beef plate, 
which she told me later is seasonal. You can only find it at Christmas time. I've never had it, but I would love to. And the Monte Cristo from Cafe Orleans in Disneyland. I would also get the lobster roll another day too. I like how she thinks. Start the day at Disneyland, then head over to Disney World. That sounds like the perfect plan. Leo from Living in a Quiet Storm said, probably a reservation at Be Our Guest and then a finishing touch on a show at Disney World. I like this. It's simple, but it's fun. I love Be Our Guest. I haven't been for maybe two years, but it's on my list. Oh, you guys, my list is so long. Oh, how am I going to accomplish all these things? I need more time and money. My friend Rhonda from Rhonda Post says, our wedding anniversary is February 16th, so the perfect Four Rails Disney date is at, is dinner at Steakhouse 55 because it's very fancy and smallish. The food is bomb. The truffle mac and cheese is sinful and the food is all amazing. The wine and the martinis are the best in the parks. You get a little Mickey chocolate cake at the end if you're celebrating. I like it better than Carthay Circle for couples because it's less busy and more intimate. I'm not very foofy or smoochy, so the food is the most important part. I love this. I agree. You can go to a super fancy place, but if the food's no good, you're really just kind of wasting your time and money. But Steakhouse 55 is amazing. I I can't remember if I had the truffle mac and cheese or not. I guess I'm going to have to go back. Make sure I give it a try. Okay, I thought this one was fun because she describes her whole day. So this is from Felicia at Fun Times with Fifi. And she says, So my boyfriend is not into Disney, really. He likes going with our son, so I'd never get him to go on a date with just me. So I would love my perfect Disney date to be with either of my best friends, Cherish or Niema, or both. We'd start with breakfast at the plaza before rope drop and then go to see all of the characters. Then we'd go grab a quick photo at the castle after getting a new pair of ears while heading to Big Thunder Mountain. Then we'd spend the day finding photo pass people and riding rides. I don't have to wait in line because I have a special pass. Then right before dusk, head over to DCA and watch the lighting of Cars Land and then knock out a few rides until dinner and have and then head back over to Disneyland to get our reservations to watch Fantasmic while eating gumbo and sipping mint juleps. Then we'd grab dessert, Dole Whips, and watch the Jungle Cruise. Then go grab a few gifts for my kids and then people watch. Then once almost everyone is gone, get a few nighttime photos on Main Street. I love this. My fantasy will also include having a special pass where I don't have to wait in lines. Because, come on, that should be a part of everyone's dream Disney fantasy, I'm pretty sure. But I love the very end where you'd wait till almost everyone is gone and they get some nighttime photos on Main Street. I have never done this. I would love to. But you guys, I'm always so tired. By the time the parks are closing, oh man, especially if they closed at midnight, I turn into a pumpkin at midnight. So I'm just getting old. I have a hard time staying up that late. Someday, add it to my Disney bucket list, right? Maybe if the park closed at like 7. I could do 7. Okay, this one's from my cousin Mandy. Remember Mandy? I went to Disneyland with her. Not Disneyland. We did used to go to Disneyland when we were little. I looked for some pictures to see if we had any pictures of us taken together at Disneyland, but I don't have any. I'm so bummed. But we did used to go to Disneyland. Anyway, we went to Disney World a month ago. Has it already been a month? Uh, why does time go so fast? 
Anyway, I was asking her what her dream Disney date would be. And she said, going to Disneyland at Christmas time and having one of those VIP cast members escort us around for the day, which would be amazing. Get to have lunch at Cafe Orleans and eat at Club 33 for a special dinner experience. Then be escorted to the first row of saved benches to watch fireworks at the castle. After the fireworks, we are told that we have also been selected to stay in the room above pirates for the night. Sounds absolutely perfect and magical to me. I assume you're also bringing me, Mandy, instead of your husband, right? You didn't mention who you were bringing, so I just am left to assume it's me. (laughs) Okay, that brings me to my perfect Disney date. I was going to ask my husband what his perfect Disney date was, but I think he would probably say not being at Disney would be the perfect Disney date for him. I'm just kidding. He doesn't mind Disney, but it's not at the top of his list when we're talking about vacations. He just indulges me to keep me happy, and I appreciate it. Um, so I've kind of had the benefit, you guys, of reading all of these messages and DMs and texts about your perfect Disney date. And so I've kind of been able to like take ideas here and there from different people and compile them into one big Disney date. And when I was first thinking about this, it was a pretty simple Disney date. And then I got more and more ideas. And then I heard ideas from other people and I've just added to it. And it's grown and grown and grown into the most epic Disney date. So (laughs) with that, here we go. Okay, so my perfect Disney date starts the moment I wake up, which happens to be at the Grand California. So I wake up at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel because I want to be already at Disneyland when this day starts because I'm making the most of it. So obviously I got there the night before, had a great evening. That's not part of today. So I wake up, I'll take my husband on this date, even though he wouldn't even pick to go to Disney on a dream date, but that's fine. I'm going to take him with me because I love him. So we would start with breakfast at Storytellers Cafe, which is inside Disney's Grand Californian. I was looking at their menu. I've never been to Storytellers Cafe, but it looks delicious. I'm going to read you a little bit of what it says on the Disneyland website. It says, join Mickey as he welcomes guests to an immersive culinary adventure with some of his closest friends. Discover the fun and wonder of his latest escapades while enjoying a bountiful breakfast prepared especially for you. Some of our delectable selections include made-to-order omelets, Mickey-shaped waffles, baked goods, and fresh fruit. There you go. You had me at Mickey-shaped waffles. All you can eat. So we're going to start the day there. Not too early. I am not a morning person. I'm more of a sleep-in person. So we're going to sleep in a bit, take our time getting ready, head over to Storyteller's Cafe for breakfast, maybe like 9-ish, 9.30, 9.45. Let's say 9.45, just to make sure I'm ready. Usually I would want to be at Disneyland at Rope Drop first thing, but not today because guess what? I have a special pass that lets me to the front of every line. So I don't have to worry about getting there super early and fighting the crowds for rope drop. Also, FYI, this fantasy Disney date is happening when COVID does not exist. So COVID does not exist in my fantasy. (laughs) 
Just putting that out there. I'm not wearing a mask in this fantasy. <laughs> so then we would head into the parks, take lots of pictures. I love the idea of having pictures taken by all of the photo people, go to all the different locations while the sun is bright and the lighting's good. We'd go get some in front of the castle, in front of the carousel, in front of the landscape at the front with the Mickey head, all of that. And then we would need to hit some rides. So at this point, I'm going to take a full advantage of my pass and try to hit as many rides as possible. So I'd probably start over in Adventureland, do Jungle Cruise, Indiana Jones, Pirates, Haunted Mansion, Splash Mountain, Winnie the Pooh. Is it lunchtime yet? Mm, not yet. It's not lunchtime yet. Then I would go over to do Big Thunder. Then it would be lunchtime and we would go to Cafe Orleans. No, not Cafe Orleans. We're going to go to Blue Bayou, which we happen to have a table by the water, thank goodness, and the special glow ice cubes, maybe two each in our drinks just to be extravagant. So we do Blue Bayou. I think I'd go with the Monte Cristo, maybe, if my husband would split it with me because it is ginormous. So Monte Cristo, dessert for sure. Maybe the creme brulee if they have it. Or was that just a seasonal thing? I don't know. It's my fantasy. I want creme brulee. I'm getting creme brulee. Never mind. I'm having creme brulee. Then after that, we're going to go hit all the rides in Fantasyland. Go to Toontown. I want to meet Mickey Mouse again at his house. And Minnie. See all the characters over there. Then we'd head over and do Tomorrowland. By this time, it's probably late afternoon. It's time to slow things down. Go get some treats. We'd go get a Dole Whip do the Tiki Room show. Can you believe I got on all the rides by mid-afternoon? That front of the line pass is amazing, you guys. I've done it all. So then we'd do some shopping, and I'd want to hit some of the shows. Mickey and the Magical Map, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, do lots of shopping on Main Street. We'd need to head over into the Jolly Holiday Bakery and get a treat. And at this point, you guys, I think I'm going to need a nap because I'm going to have to stay up late so we're heading back to our hotel room at Grand Californian for a quick nap and a refresh. So head back there, take a nap. Maybe I need to go by the pool for a minute too. Little minute by the pool, then nap. Then we're going to head back to the parks after we've got a little bit of extra rest, feeling refreshed. Sun will be starting to go down and we are so lucky because we get to go to Club 33 for dinner. It's my fantasy, guys. I can do whatever I want. So Club 33 for dinner. It's going to be amazing. I've never been there before, but I want to. So we'll go there. Enjoy that. Maybe hit a couple of our favorite rides, which would probably be Big Thunder. I'd want to do that again. Probably Peter Pan again. If I can get to the front of the line, then it literally is my favorite ride. If I don't have to wait. So yes, Peter Pan again, Big Thunder. And then we're going to need to head off property just for a little while for the ne this next part. So we'll head out. There's going to be a limo waiting for us. Limo? I don't know. Is that too much? Nah, it's my fantasy. It's fine. I can have a limo. So it's going to take us to this place that I just found out about, you guys. I didn't even know this existed. It's called Hangar 21. 
and they are a helicopter tour company and they have Disneyland fireworks helicopter tours. Did you even know this was a thing? You can watch the Disneyland fireworks from a helicopter and that is on my fantasy Disney date. So let me read to you from their website about this experience. It's $279 a person. It says, give the gift of a lifetime with a truly magical experience of flying over Disney Castle. Watch in awe as the sky is transformed with mesmerizing splashes of color during the world-famous fireworks. Why take this flight? The Disney Fireworks Tour is exclusive to Hangar 21. You won't find this tour anywhere else. Perfect for families who want to share an unforgettable experience with a touch of Disney magic. Take advantage of our cool flight add-ons available like champagne, dessert plates, and GoPro flight recordings. Okay, well, I'm going to need to add on the GoPro flight recordings for sure. So the flight is approximately 30 minutes, which includes our takeoff and ascent, 15-minute Disney show, and slower descent and final landing. So they take you to see the Disneyland fireworks. 30 minutes. What you'll see, oh, this is important. The fireworks show and Disneyland, all eight themed lands. By far one of the coolest tours we offer at Hangar 21, you'll get to experience a version of Disneyland very few see. Get a taste of Tinkerbell's point of view as you fly over Disney's Together Forever, a Pixar nighttime spectacular. Equipped with a 280-degree view from any position on the helicopter, you'll have the best seat in the house aboard our Robinson R-44 aircraft craft. It's one of the top tour aircrafts for its dependability and safety record. Allow yourself to feel like a kid again as you watch this world-renowned fireworks show from a completely new perspective. Let nostalgia set in as your private pilot takes you not just over Disneyland, but also Disney's California Adventure and the seven themed lands that accompany it. Oh, you guys, okay. Doesn't that sound amazing? Did you even know that was a thing? I had no idea. Obviously, not it's not a thing right now with COVID, but it used to be a thing, and it will probably be a thing again, and it's a thing in my fantasy. So, back to my fantasy. We watched the fireworks show from the helicopter. Then, the limo takes us back to Disneyland. We browse Main Street. All the lights are lit up. Everything's looking amazing. We wait until the park is almost closed. Because I had a nap so I can stay up late. And then we take pictures in front of the castle and empty Main Street, which is amazing. All those pictures, they look so fun. I want that someday, guys. So we're going to take those pictures and then, lucky us, we do get to stay in the suite above Pirates of the Caribbean. That's where we'll stay. And they're going to give us breakfast the next morning in the empty park. At Carnation Cafe because I need more Mickey waffles. I didn't get enough the day before. So there you have it. That's my fantasy Disneyland date. Did I go a little crazy? Maybe. But it's my fantasy, so it's fine. Thanks for indulging me, you guys. I've had so much fun this week thinking about Disney fantasy dates. I mean, I would love to do more than one. Because I'd like to go to Disneyland Paris and all of them. So I have more. But if I had to pick one, it would be at Disneyland, which has my heart. Thank you so much for everyone who submitted their fantasy date ideas. I loved reading them. You guys had so many great ideas. And you gave me lots of great ideas, too. I am going to put 
the link to the helicopter place in the show notes, just in case someday we ever get to go back to Disneyland and somebody wants to go on this tour and then tell me how amazing it was because I would love to know. I did a helicopter tour in Hawaii a year or two ago and it was great. We did it in Kauai. It was amazing. I was nervous about it because I don't like heights, but I was okay being up in the helicopter and it was incredible. So now that I know that there's a Disneyland fireworks helicopter tour, I think I need to make it happen at some point. So i put a note for that in the show notes. You can click on that link, read about it. They also do other tours over LA and um, Orange County and things like that. I don't know. They're not paying me to say these things. I just found it and thought it was a cool thing and that I would pass it along. So I'll add that to the show notes along with my Disney planning information, all about Disney itineraries, custom itineraries, and I'll put a link to all of my Disney World tips and tricks because I know lots of you are getting ready for Disney World soon. Sounds amazing. Also, real quick, it was just announced that Disneyland will be reopening, sort of. Don't get too excited. They're kind of going to do a uh, a food festival. We're kind of assuming it'll be like the food and wine festival. No rides will be open, but Disney California Adventure is going to be opening for limited time, limited capacity at a special ticketed event where they will be serving food. It will be an outdoor event. People will be able to walk around. I don't know how much of it will be open or how much things will cost or what kind of food there will be or how much, but that information is coming soon. The rumors are that it will be opening March 14th, which is actually the day that Disneyland closed. So that's opening exactly one year after it was closed, which is kind of poetic, I guess. So rumor has it, that's when it's opening, and that it will be open to legacy pass holders first. They'll get first shot at tickets. I don't know if that's true. I guess that remains to be seen. So that the all the people that they canceled their annual passes, they're calling them legacy pass holders now to make us feel better, I guess. But my guess is they will open that up to them first to get tickets. And I don't know, but I'm kind of thinking there will be a time limit on how long you can spend there because I think they're going to want to get as many people in and out as possible so that they can sell more tickets and make more money. So my guess is you'll probably only get like three to five hours and then you will need to leave and let another group in since they will have to have very limited capacity but I guess we will find out nobody knows how much tickets will be yet um Knott's Berry Farm has been doing something similar and their tickets are $40 I am kind of thinking around $65 $75 is my guess but I don't know. And I guess it will depend on if that includes some food. Maybe they would give people a little punch card that included a certain amount of food for your ticket price. We just don't know anything yet. But as soon as I do find out more information, I will be putting it on my Instagram and my Facebook page. So if you want to stay up to date, make sure you are following me on there. I'll also put a link to my social media in my show notes. But that's something exciting that's happening. It's a step in the right direction and I think it'll be nice to just be able to get back in the parks even if it's limited capacity and the rides aren't running. So I am hoping to get tickets. I'm going to do everything possible to get myself there. Oh, I hope I can get tickets. Now I have anxiety about trying to get a ticket and it hasn't even, we don't even have information yet. So I'm going to take a few deep breaths, calm down, 
and dream about going back to Disneyland. I'll be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.